Growing up, heavy metal music wasn't as accepted as it is today. Well, it's still considered fairly lowbrow, relegated to the back pages of music weeklies in every city. It's basically an afterthought for most music critic types. But the prowess it takes to play it stands in complete contradiction with its persistent disregard in pop culture. TV shows like Beavis and Butthead and movies like FUBAR, American Movie, and the recent Anvil documentary have done little to dispel the stereotype of the heavy metal idiot obsessed with beer and getting laid. Or should I say, the inability to get laid. We've all laughed at it, but in recent years there's been a shift, and metalheads are beginning to take back ownership and market the innate humor in heavy metal themselves. TV shows like Metalocalypse poke fun at the music, but it's easy to see it's metalheads poking fun, and at the end of the day, it's funnier because it's accurate. Comedians like Jim Florentine and Don Jameson have gone on to do That Metal Show on VH1 and put out their respective records on Metal Blade, Brian Posehn has put out a record on Relapse. Jason Rouse has performed at Download. The Australian comedian Steve Hughes is even in bands himself. Comedian Jim Brewer has distinguished himself by not only aligning his love of metal with his stand-up, but going so far as to seamlessly impersonate revered singers like Rob Halford and Brian Johnson, to the point where it leaves one wondering why Brewer isn't legitimately singing in a band himself. I caught up with Brewer at this year's Wacken Open Air Festival in Germany, where I too was performing, but not with a band. This year, I did two days of... Well, it was billed as spoken word, but I called it lectures. That's right. I did two days of lectures on KISS. I was lecturing about the rock band KISS. Not stand-up, not spoken word, lectures. Lectures on KISS. It was me for two days and Henry Rollins for the last two days. Jim was doing two days, too, of his stand-up slash metal set. And a few hours before he was going to perform his first set, I knocked on his door, and what you're about to hear is what happened. I have to say that Jim Brewer is one of the most down-to-earth, likable guys you can find. He was approachable. He was welcoming. I'm not used to doing podcasts on my own with guests, especially with people I just met. But I don't think you'll get that impression here, and all credit goes to Jim for making me feel very comfortable. Before the podcast and after the podcast. Now, there are a few disclaimers that come with this particular podcast episode. Firstly, the rumbling noise that you hear in the background is the air conditioner in Jim's dressing room. It was my fault. We should have turned it off before we started rolling, but Jim was pressed for time. Ole, our webmaster who was accompanying me for the Vakken trip, had set up the mics, but he also had to catch his shuttle to the airport. So there was a lot of stuff going on, and the AC was an oversight. After listening to the recording, though, It doesn't really matter because the good stuff was caught on tape. So secondly, uh, Jim was simultaneously recording for his Sirius XM radio show while we were recording my podcast. So he had one mic in one hand recording his show and another Yeti blue mic microphone in his face recording our podcast. And he kept switching from mic to mic, which might be the reason why he appears farther away at times during the recording. I will say this, every Jim Brewer appearance, whether it's on TV or comedy, a comedy special he's doing, or a Howard Stern appearance he's on, is always accompanied by his now signature impressions of Joe Pesci, James Hetfield, and Lars Ulrich. But not 
on this podcast. Jim is really candid here, and in my book, that outweighs any peripheral noise or any kind of impressions you want to hear when you hear when you when you know when you hear the name Jim Brewer. So if you're digging this podcast, especially this episode, please leave a ratings or even a review in the iTunes store. That's all we ask. It's free to listen to. It's free to download. So that's all we ask. We want this podcast to get ranked on iTunes, and and I believe we deserve. We deserve to be. I think this podcast is doing quite well, but I've never really been able to jive with the powers that be in in management or companies or what have you, labels or whatever. So the same goes for the rankings on iTunes, I suppose. But who cares? At least I do this podcast because I love doing it, and that's all that matters. So this is one of the first, this is the first of a little series that I'm doing here at the Vakken Open Air. These are the Vakken podcast series. And this is the first one, the first one I did with Jim Brewer. And I want to do, uh, I want to give out a, a very special thanks to Blue Mike Microphones who provided the microphones for this episode. And, um, this is actually our very first episode abroad. I didn't realize that. Um, but uh, I want to thank Blue Mike for really helping out. They support the podcast. They, uh, it's, it's just great. Thank you guys so much. Um, okay, here it is. This is uh, the first Vakken podcast with Mr. Jim Brewer from this year's Vakken Open Air Festival on the official Danko Jones podcast. And it starts now. I'm here at Vakken. I just finished uh, the second uh, lecture um, that I've been doing. And uh, when I stepped off stage, the first thing that came to my mind was Mr. Jim Brewer. Because I had to talk to him and do a podcast with him. Uh, I'm very excited to meet Mr. Jim Brewer. Uh, We all know him from SNL. Four years on Saturday Night Live. I'm an SNL buff. Uh, half baked. You're you're a performer. Yep. Now the first thing when I first saw you and you say you're big with Sunday Live, I immediately thought you were Freddie Armisen, <laughs> who <laughs> who I went to high school with. Oh. And who's on Saturday Live right yeah. now? We graduated together. Me and Freddie graduated together, and you and Freddie have this very similar. A you have a similar look. You look identical, and the other thing, Freddie's got this deep. Intellectual, uh, very heavy thinking um, way about him that I, I instantly. Can, yes, I instantly have a connection with. But it's funny because most people in that world don't have that connection with me because they just assume I'm just a dopey, whatever, half bakedy, whatever guy. Yeah. And, I, and I keep that side pretty quiet and pretty. Uh, um, I keep it very secretive. I understand. But I, that just blew me away when you were saying a big Saturday Live guy. I immediately thought, wow, Freddie, Freddie Armisen's at my door here in Bakken. Who would have thought? Well, I don't want uh, to invite like 100 comments on YouTube and Facebook, but it's not the first time <laughs> I've been right. told that I look like uh, Fred Armisen. But uh, I think he's uh, hilarious. He always cracks me up no matter... You know where the show is going, so uh, he's awesome. 
16, 17 years old, um, I knew I wanted to become a stand-up comedian. And <clears throat> I also wanted to be the first rock slash top comedian where I would draw my stage sets where I would come out as the comedian and then come out as the rock guy. And I've seen you already incorporate both. Okay, which is what I'm going to do today. Right. And I, hopefully it'll fly. Um, but the first documentary and, and style of that that I really learned from was the Scorpions Worldwide Live documentary. Double album. Yes, double album. Fuck yeah. And the documentary, and then they would play at MTV. But I, I actually ordered... Um, not Klaus Mayne, uh, um Rudolf Schenker. Rudolf Schenker's pants. He had these leopard skin pants that he'd wear all the time. And when I tried the pants on, this was a pivotal part in little Jim Brewer's life and career. My father, like this World War II vet garbage man, <laughs> is staring at me just as I was putting on these like spandex leopard skin pants and I, at the top of the stairs I just hear him going what are you doing I said they're, they're metal rise the scorpions they're pants dad I'm gonna do rock and I could tell in his eyes he was just defeated because maybe he thought I was going into the all male route I totally think playing for the other team playing for the other team and he just looked so heartbroken he shook his head and I, I just tried to prove to him like no no it's not like that. It's rock. It's it's metal. It's a statement. It's against the machine. I don't have to wear slacks or jeans. You don't get it. It's it's whatever I want. And it, I looked ridiculous in the pants. And that was the first pivotal, pivotal moment where I went, let me go 100% stand-up comedy and I'll revisit Whoa. that again. And that's exactly what I did. And I started opening for rock bands. And working in rock clubs, that was my first stand-up comp, but it all kind of sparked from the Scorpions well, in that moment. It's funny that you should mention like your your um, mixing rock with comedy because now in 2012, what are your thoughts on this almost this whole genre onto itself with you and Don Jameson and Jim Florentine and Brian Pussain and Andrew Hughes? All these guys that are coming out as full-blown rock and roll, metalheads, you know, whatever it is, whatever you want to call hard rock music, um, because Kiss has been called a rock and roll band and a heavy metal band, whatever you want to call it, wearing it on their sleeve, being... Uh, embraced by the the metal community, you know, like Brian Pussain and Anthrax, uh, Jim Florentine and Don Jameson have been in our videos, and uh, they're you know, but you know they got one foot in that with that metal show, and then you know, fucking they're playing with dice. So like, I mean, to me, it's just and Jim Norton too, like Norton's Norton. with, with Ozzy and all that right. stuff. So how do you feel about like being? You know, right there at the epicenter of all this that's going on now. Well, I a hundred percent. It makes me. Um, I'll tell you this. I'm going to say I was the. Not that it means anything, but I'm the first guy that jumped in that arena. Yeah, and I talked about going to metal concerts and being part of metal and incorporating hard rock and metal into the show. Me and Brian Posehn. I spent a lot of, not a lot of time, but he was the first comedian I spent time with, I'm going to say in the early 90s, and what connected us 
was metal. We started talking about Judas Priest and Maiden and how funny those times were and hey, did you ever see Parking Lot and all that. So I was really excited when I started seeing Brian kind of entering that world. As far as that metal show, believe it or not, um, that was supposed to be me and Eddie Trunk. VH1 asked me and Eddie Trunk to do that metal show. Um, I did not know that. Not many people do. And I created the Stump the Trunk. Um, and what I wanted to bring to the table was more of the comedy and kind of what I've done with, with other bands and do game shows and and bring more of the funny side because I do... I, I have run in and spent time with Tommy Lee and the guys from Alice in Chains and ACDC and Metallica, and no one's really tapped into their other side. It's always about, hey, what was it like with this album and that album, blah, 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 where I've, I've seen their, their, <laughs> their human sides, which naturally coincide with comedy. They're all really funny. Some of the hardest laughs I've had are with Brian Johnson and Lars Ulrich and James Hetfield. I don't, I've laughed so hard with those guys. It's those, those are the guys I grew up with in school. So with that metal show, I know Don Jameson and, and um, Jim, Jim and, Florentine. and Florentine, we also would connect in that world. Just kind of, so it's, we've all hit our perfect venues for that outlet. Um, I, I think with James and Don, it makes all the sense in the world. They're very, very metal. I'm the only one in the family world, so I'm still trying to figure out how do I incorporate the family well, with, just had, with all this. Jim just had a kid. Right. So uh, I think I'm still the only one in the family world, and I've kind of, I, I would love to do a full blown tour where it's just me. Hossein, Jameson, and Florentine. Oh, that is a that, fucking meltdown. And, and that is a meltdown. Bring the band, do whatever songs we do, and you can't tell me that is not a worldwide kick-ass metal comical tour. I mean, that is... I don't know where the promoters are for that, but you, we're going to get the entire metal hard rock society as part of that, and, and I'm I think this year I'm going to work on, and, and Norton, and just formulate that as as that's an arena tour. That's kind of like um, when uh, what they they had the uh, Kings of Comedy. Yes, it's kind of like that, except yeah. it's all metalheads. Right, and that that would I, be th- awesome. I think we're on to something there. Well, um, now uh, you mentioned all those guys. Uh, Pusain is on Relapse, and Florentine and Jameson are on Metal Blade. Now with the industry kind of like fluttering and not knowing where it's going, especially, well, with music, but then comedy is always like an afterthought when it comes to record labels. Have you found a home? I have not found a home. I've been searching for a home. I've talked with a lot of different metal companies. You know, the one thing that's... Brian. For Brian Brian Slagle from Metal Blade. Come on, Brian. Again... I don't know Brian much. I think the key element here, what, what differentiates, uh, which makes me different from the rest of the pack, the other pack strictly goes after metal. I go after metal and family. My, my goal, if it was 10 years ago, I'd be doing what all those guys are doing, which is what I was doing. 
10 years ago I, I was doing you. I hear you, what man. Florentine does and, 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 and Jameson and Norton. I was talking about metal, brought the metal band. We were doing stand-up comedy with the metal and all that jazz. However, now I want to bring together, I want to be the Wiggles for adults. I want a man my age to be able to go watch kick-ass, hands-down hard rock metal with the show. However, I can bring my 12-year-old, my 8-year-old, my 14-year-old without worrying about, hey, you know, F this, and you know, when yep. you're whore, and you're, and you're on her face, and this and that. I, that, I don't, I, I also have this thing where, you know, metal was always part of the devil, and, and it had this demon, dark, evil attachment to it. Where I was always like, no, it's not. No, you're you're putting it in that world. It's not always in that world. And I want to be able to take metal, hard rock and metal, and be able to put it in the family arena. And uh, I think I'm pretty damn close to it. And I think this year I will accomplish that. And that's that's why, like today, at Vakin, when I'm doing bingo. And, and I'm doing the kids song Bingo but right. it's Brian Johnson right. Halford uh, Ozzy and James Hetfield singing it yeah I think the eyes will all go oh now we get it right um, so it, it, it's a it's a fine line too you don't want to make it corny and I want it to be corny I want it to be metal and kick it because metal is about kicking ass and sounding amazing but I want it to be family right. so um uh, that's what I'm looking to accomplish this year. It's Did I answer a question? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm following the thread here. And, and to me, when you say that, the first person that ro- goes through my head is Bill Cosby. Well, yeah. They, here, I advertise myself as I'm the modern-day Cosby, but with a Metallica shirt. Right. I'm not wearing a sweater. I'm modern-day Cosby, but I'm wearing a Metallica shirt. That's and, and, really the only and, difference. And as a comedy head, I'm, I don't mean Bill Cosby from the, the, the 80s sitcom. I no, mean the it, records. Yes. All the records yes, that he put great out. Great storytelling. Yeah. Great characters. Russell, my brother. Yes. And that that is where I'm at. Right. But like I said, Metallica shirt instead of the sweater. Right. I got you. Now, the one thing that always, every time I hear you do your impressions, and anybody listening out there who doesn't know or hasn't heard Jim Brewer do, uh, James Hetfield, Lars Ulrich, but, but more importantly, like Rob Halford vocal, like vocals, I, I can't. I, the first thing that cuts to my head is, okay, it's an impression, you pull it off, but then everybody's wondering, why aren't you doing this for real? Because you, there's only, I, there's a clip on YouTube, and anybody out there, do a search. Sebastian Bach, Jim Brewer, Rob Halford, trading verses on a Halford track, and I sing for a living. I cannot stand on the same podium trading verses with two of the greatest hard rock singers of all time why are you not doing a legit real real no funny stuff real band well again I constantly you know James Hetfield kind of inspired me this year without realizing he inspired me um he he was talking about how Tenacious D opened up some of the dates that that's they, another connection yeah and I say that about 
uh, Jack Black. When I first heard Jack Black and I listened to him, I go, all right, I get the comical thing, but why are you not putting out one freaking song yep. that's serious? Because Jack Black has an amazing voice. His voice is sick. Yeah. And I, I got to be honest with you, I'm when you see the first song that I'm going to do today, it's called Heavy Metal Man. It's comical, but at the same time, it's real. I... I I, I have that demon in my head where are people really going to take you seriously if you're the metal girl? Even though I know I can pull it off, I know I can pull it off. Yeah. But is it, I put comedy aside, it, it confuses your audience. I see. It confuses your audience where they're going, is he trying to be serious? Is he... What is he doing? Is he left this world to just be a singer now? I think I could pull it off in the Europe world and outside the States world. Um, And I have toyed with this idea and I have done my own rock and roll show years ago where it was just original music. Uh, I thought it was very thought-provoking. It scared me a little bit. but to answer your question, I've thought about it, but I truly think this is the beginning and opening of that door, is what I'm doing right now. Can I throw a suggestion out Please. Please. Don't go into a band as Jim Brewer. Fair enough. Just change your name. It doesn't have to be as wild as King Diamond or... No, as the Brew. I, I, I already thought, dude, I've been there. I've How made about, the Evelo. Forget the Brew. Just call yourself Dave. Dave Dave Smith and just fucking do it. Gunner Olson. That's even better. Gunner. Gunner. You know what I mean? I mean I, I, I'm of the of the belief that if you if you believe in it enough, it's like it's the difference between how do you from a band opening all the time, we were always going, Well, how when are we gonna open? Uh, when are we gonna headline? When are we gonna headline? And then someone in another band just said, Book a show with you as a headliner. And people will just have to start accepting the fact that you are a headlining act. And that's what we started doing. Sure, there was like a few people in the crowd, but eventually it was sold out. You developed your crowd. You, you created your crowd. And you, it doesn't matter if there's 10, 8, 15 of them. They, will, they like you. They'll follow you. Well, Richard Christie from Charred Walls of the Damned. I mean, that's a, I mean he's a drummer, and that's a little... Not as personal as a singer, and that's what you are with your voice and your comedy, but I see Richard Christie on a legit metal label. Of course, he's got the metal you know, history, too, but he's, uh, he's doing some of the funniest phone calls I've ever heard in my life, and then he's turning around and playing like with Tim Ripper Owens. Right. And no I- one's batting an eye. That's how I'm seeing it. You're right. You're absolutely right. He's he's also got that huge platform of Howard Stern. Yeah. But so do you though. You're right. And what he's got that's genius about it is, which I know too. Howard is so big, so powerful, and and so influential. He'll drive his audience to look at you, but it's up to you to have that product to make sure you keep them happy and keep doing it. I have that Richard has it. Sure. And so we, we, we are in that position. And, and again, hopefully this time next year, you'll be saying, I love your first single. Oh, 
That would be awesome. That's what I'm hoping for. I, I would, you know, I, I would love it because there's not too many people who can really. I mean, you should. You're, you are Mark Wahlberg. You are rock star Mark Wahlberg. You are. You could be the Rob Halford subbing from. You could be the Tim Ripper Owens. It could be like it could have been you and Tim at the last audition in front of fucking you know Tipton and and Downing, and they went with with Tim Ripper Owens. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, when I saw that clip, man. Like I don't care about you know anyone can do an impression of a movie star, but if you're gonna do a singer, you're one degree away from putting out your own record. Well, I you're you've inspired me. Um, You've inspired me. You have no clue how you inspired me just in this conversation. You actually, you don't even realize this, from my performance today, I'm not, I'm not worried, but I feel the need. I will be accepted and I need to show them what it will be. I'm a little under the weather, but this single conversation just made me realize I'm gonna take the threshold today and I'm gonna make a statement and it's going to be on come 5.30 when it's over. I'm burning up. The YouTube, I, I, I can't implore enough to everybody check it out because Sebastian Box hero vocally is Halford. Oh. He loves Halford. He even plays with Bobby from the Halford band is oh. in Sebastian's band. So we're talking about Halford to me it's like Dio, Halford, Ozzy yep. and maybe Ian Gillen. And, and and there's like well there's going to be a lot of Deep Purple fans who are mad at that. But okay I'll put Ian in there as well. Those four guys I mean there's no, like if you can come close to it like Sebastian's come close to it oh. he's not Halford. He's made his he's carved his own voice. You can even Breathe the air that those guys breathe, dude. You held your own. <laughs> you did a version on your own, and then fucking Halford comes in, and there's just no hesitation. I was told, I was laughing because I can't do that. And we're looking at the Vakin poster here at Vakin. A lot of these dudes who are on this poster can't do that. Well, it's funny you say this because where it really started was I got another YouTube video. Uh, this is how great Halford is. He, yeah, okay. This is how great he is. First of all, did I want him to put on an A game? Did I want to be the child that want to be noticed by the god? Absolutely. Yeah. Am I a comic? Yes, but I want him to look and go, hmm, he's got something interesting there. <laughs> he's got a little deeper energy than I anticipated. And I tell you, the first real one was the devil's child. I got a great story for you. We did it right here in this show. Uh, a couple years ago, he was coming on. Halford was coming on. Never had him on my show. I had my band locked and loaded to play The Devil's Child. I knew he never played it. I knew if he knew I picked that song, what a deep priest fan I am, because that song, to me, shows such a vocal range for him, because he goes from the low to the, you took my flesh, and goes super high. And so he literally went out to smoke a cigarette, said he's not going to sing. His publicist said he's, he's promoting this and that, and he hasn't sang in two years. Don't ask him. No worries. I was rehearsing my balls off for a month. He goes down, he smokes a cigarette. 
comes back in the studio, I start doing The Devil's Child. This is on YouTube. Brewer, Halford, The Devil's Child. He comes in. I totally played it up that I was playing dumb. The point was to get him in there. He got in there, hasn't sang in years, uh, just finished a cigarette. No, don't none of that. And he belts out Devil's Child like it was nothing. Nothing. He was even reading the lyrics. That's the last time. And when it was over, he looked at me with kind of a smirk like, all right. But it made me realize he is the God. Yeah. I did get it. He understood what I was doing. And when it was finished, he's like, why would you pick that? I said, Rob, as a fan, that is, please, I'm begging you, please put that song back in the song list if you ever go back and preach and Priest came out a couple years later, and that was like the number three song right before uh, Metal Gods. And I always knew well, maybe a little part of me had that influence. And I'll tell you what, I think so. the passion, the love, all that. But that is the first time I realized, maybe I can pull this off. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I, going through those YouTube uh, videos of you doing your radio show on Sirius and these moments, I mean, yeah, I can see how you don't really get a chance doing comedy to showcase that side of you, but doing the radio show, you've been able to do that. So I didn't, like, I knew you did all the, the impressions that you did, um, but when I saw those clips, I was just like, oh, this is kind of beyond that. This is a little further. And I, I want to say, like, um, how, how you were saying about this conversation has inspired you to maybe do something after onwards. You inspired me, uh, and uh, when when Wacken open, told me asked me to to speak today, uh, I hadn't done a spoken word show in eight years, but I said yes. And I knew you did Vakin last year because we did Vakin last year, just not on the same day. Right. So when I said yes to this, I started to f- try and find any clips that any fans in the audience had posted on what you were doing. Because I didn't know how to speak to a Vakin audience. And just watching some of the clips that you know people did on their phones and stuff really inspired me. And then when you did the promotional clips for Vakin, I saw that and I copped your style. I went back to our guys and I go, look at this. I gotta do this. I because it's it's it, we're not doing the band. I, I want to erase all doubt, and this is like a wicked promo for Vakin because Vakin is a special kind of festival. Yeah, and you know that too by just catering a promo to just this one show, these two shows. You know that this. So if you go on YouTube and you look at your promo for Vakin yeah. or your promos and look at mine, you will see that. I I out, I use the outline uh, for for your promos. I have the the dates and the times, and then we put the Vakin thing and everything. And I, I I watch yours. So you have inspired me, especially for these two days. So I really wanted to meet you and talk to you on many levels: the the metal, the the SNL, and simply going out in front of an audience and speaking as opposed to to singing. Because I think you do. I think we do the other what the other does in greater form. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll do a little bit of the comedy, because today I talked about Kiss for 60 Minutes, and it was 
it's a lot of conspiracy theories I threw out there about Kiss and uh, stuff like that. I don't want to give it away here, but um, I, it's a lot of laughter and a lot of applause, and you do the opposite but the same. So I, I just wanted to tell you that, that it's awesome meeting you here at Vakken of all places, because I know you got, you're a huge metalhead. And here, too. Where, where can people eventually hear that Kiss conspiracy stuff? You got my ear. I'm all in. Where, where can I drive my audience to listen to you? Well, uh, Vakken actually today taped both shows with their three camera shoots. So hopefully we'll be able to gather that footage and eventually put it online for someone. I want to kind of take it... the podcast. Where, where, where can my audience listen to podcasts? The, the podcast is on iTunes. Just do a search on the official Danko Jones podcast. Um, we've got episodes with Mastodon, Marty Friedman of Megadeth. Him and I, Marty and I just did one a few weeks back and all we talked about was our love for Kiss. Dude, i tell you what. I, I will... I. We will talk after this. We'll exchange numbers, and we'll get into we'll get into some stuff. Uh, you're the type of guy I want to sit down and go, help me with this. Help me with I'd this love to. one particular thought, premise, blah blah blah. And let's let's work on this together. This is awesome. Awesome, thank man. you, brother. Awesome meeting you, man. Oh, you too. You know, and you play it in your head as to how our meeting will go, and it's going <laughs> kind of the way I wanted it to. So thanks, awesome. dude. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, All the best to you. This is Jim Brewer on Fridays on uh, Raw Dog. Don't go anywhere. Live from Wacken, Germany. Mesmerize me. Feel my willpower slip. Light my fire with cold desire. Loosen up my grip. Eat my diamonds. Eat my Drinking all my gin. Feast your eyes on. Feast your eyes on. A whole lot of sin. Oh no, you're so damn wicked. You got me by the throat. Send it!